So we came out here about 10 years ago doing leadership training and we were in 14 provinces in 10 days. It was really hectic. And at the time, we had no idea that sex trafficking was such a big industry, if you will, here. You know, you don't eradicate evil by having Jesus visit. The church is an offensive weapon, right? The, the gates of hell will not withstand it, and certainly it was the gates of hell protecting this place, so we needed, it, the ministry needed to be here, a 24-7 ministry. Our dining hall. This is where everything starts in the morning, devotions, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And this is where the girls do the dishes and have that responsibility, you know. So there's no entitlement, you know, growing and building there. We just make sure, just like you run your own home, mm-hmm. kids have the chores. Yeah. They, they wash their own clothes and they're responsible for that. Is this just tutoring? I think this is good tutoring happening now. What are you working on? Everyone something different? This looks like history. This looks like English. Are all the girls learning English? Is that part of the training? Yes, yeah. They learn um, Khmer and English and computer. History, math, everything. Okay. Uh As we walked across the campus, we actually did end up meeting several of these kids who were sold, oftentimes by parents or grandparents. Um, and then and then after they were sold, they were trafficked. So after they were sold initially, then they became trafficked children who were moved you know, from brothel to brothel or used by you know, one client after the next. So all the rooms are kind of set up the same way. So in every room has a, its own bathroom. And the girls keep their rooms clean. I mean, we had four teenagers at one time. Their rooms never looked like this, ever. Like they start, when they wake up in the morning, they exercise. Then they get washed up, come down to breakfast. Then there's devotions. Then you go to school. Then you have snack. Then you have lunch. And then you have tutoring or school or you're going outside for something. And if you're not doing that, then you do something like this or have extra help with homework. Yeah, we have two graduation ceremonies a year. At the last graduation, one of the girls, she was a sway pop girl who came here, was horribly abused. And at graduation, everybody got a gift. Everybody got the same thing, but her box was smaller, Mm. and she came back and was sobbing. Mm. We didn't know why she was crying. We thought, is it because the box is different? You know, you've got the same gift. And she said, no, I am just so honored and surprised that people would clap for a girl like me. building we were in. Uh, Every building that is under our care right now is or was a brothel. But right now, we're essentially in someone's home. Um, Yeah, we'll just walk back. This is as is, minus it had the bed in it. And that's, this is how this room, all these rooms were in this entire place. What you're looking at is, is a room as it was when this building was a brothel. We kept this intact so that we could tell the story well. Like I said, it's, it's living space. This is someone's home now. The building's been redeemed. So it's, it's got living stuff in it. But that's what girls were, that's what they were on. That's, what, that's where things would happen. 
In Zweibach, we toured the training center that Agape International has built um, in an effort to provide jobs and life skills for the girls that come out of a life of prostitution. Oftentimes these girls are rescued and they go through the, the program at the restoration center and they don't actually have a lot of options after that. So once they leave the restoration center, the training center is a place for them to go and find work outside of a life of prostitution. They've got sewing machines and a screen printing station and the, the girls are taught to make jewelry and then all of these things are sourced out to large companies in the U.S. and China. They're, they're really creating an industry for these girls um, so that they will be self-sustaining so that they can provide for their families and not feel like they have to return to a life working from a brothel. The bottom line becomes this. The girl, when she goes through the program, recognizes that she's not trash. But they learn to know that who they are in Christ. They realize they have value. But they're being loved unconditionally 24-7. And so they're reinforced in their faith and, and, and know that if they need help and actually girls who make bad choices can change. Yeah, we get to see, you know, in true real time, miracles of biblical proportion. But what really does us good is to see these kids laughing right. and eating cool. and being sassy and being a teenager <laughs> and... You know, we walked through a lot of darkness this week and um, Agape didn't hold back. They showed us really the seediest, darkest, grossest parts of what sex trafficking is doing to Cambodia. But, you know, there's this thread of redemption that we see happening here that's almost indescribable. I, I feel sad to leave, honestly, because I feel like um, I'll be missing out on on this this thing that's happening where we're actually seeing the light in the darkness and we're seeing how um, when people act, when people move forward, when they see a need and they meet it, that hope abides and redemption can be had. Good evening, everybody. It's been about a month since we took that trip and uh, spent a week in those places that you saw. And we, it's been a few minutes since we sang a song that says, He makes beautiful things out of dust. And to think about girls that are um, sold by their parents or grandparents into uh, prostitution, um, and to think that they could ever have the kind of redemption that would bring life to them and that would bring joy to their faces, uh, from a human perspective, you would say, well, that's just impossible. But it's not impossible. We got to see it. And so we just want to talk a little bit about that and some other things that, are, that we're up to in, in uh, regard to mission here at Lakeside Church. So uh, give us a little bit of, um, the, the, Steve, the kind of the purpose of a trip like that. Why do we go? Why, you know, why go spend a week there and see that? Well, as many of you know, um, we were first introduced to, to Agape as a church last year during our missions emphasis. Uh, Clayton Butler, one of their, their workers, came and spoke to us. And um, honestly, it really resonated with our community. And so for this last year, I've been talking with Agape, meeting with them, having a lot of coffee with them, and just hashing out what they do in their organization and, and what they do for these girls. And um, 
and to be honest with you, what I, what I saw was some incredible things. Uh, they were they were bringing restoration, bringing redemption to to a place and a country, a, a, a segment of the population, young girls, young kids that I, I didn't even think would be possible. And so a trip like this is is really kind of twofold. One, um, it's kind of part of the vetting process. So when we look at these missions agencies and 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 there are great ones out there, but. We, we have a responsibility to people here at Lakeside, to the kingdom, that we use the resources that we're given towards mission and we use them well. That we use something that, that is given to us, that's entrusted to us to sponsor and to support mission, missions and mission, missionaries and ministry that is uh, efficient and effective. And so going on a trip like this gives us a chance to look at what they're doing, um, opens the doors to, to everything, and we get to see and ask questions, and we saw a lot and asked a lot of questions. Yeah. But also, it's a way for us as a, as a church, kind of a typical thing when in missions, it would be to send a group of people. Let's send a group of 10 or so people, and we're going to send them, and we don't really know what's going on over there, and we don't really know the culture. We don't really know the context of the ministry that's going on, but we'll send some people and hope that possibly someone can do something that makes an impact. But with a trip like this, we can go and we can see the DNA of that ministry. We can see what they're doing, how they're doing it, and see if it'll look good, if it'll work well with what we're doing here. So do we plan to partner with them after what we saw you know, what's our plan? What's our next steps with them? Uh, again, absolutely, we're going to partner with them. This is a ministry that is doing some incredible things um, and bringing light to uh, just an incredible darkness. And so we are looking for ways to make a, a true meaningful impact. And so what that looks like is a little bit dynamic because they're a dynamic ministry. So much of what they do there is is evolved around, revolved around um, generating jobs, generating income sources for these girls, because these girls, it's it's a different culture. And once these girls are are trafficked, once they're sold into prostitution, many times by family members, they, they don't have options. They come out of that and they are permanently marked as trash and they're treated as trash. And no one wants them. No one wants to hire them. No one wants to be around them. And so we've got this group that's being Jesus to them and saying, we love you and we care for you and you do matter. And we are all over that. It's like, we, we got to be involved in that. Absolutely. And the great part is it's in my conversations with Agape, they're looking for people like us. They're looking for people that have skills in business. They're looking for people that have skills in program management. They're looking for people that have skills in computers and, and in order to give these girls an industry so that they can get out of the sex industry. And what that means for us is kind of a, a, a more of a more of a biblical kind of look at how we call out our missionaries. And so when we see, when we see in scripture, a lot of times, not a lot of times, every time we see missionaries being called out, being called out by Jesus, being called out by the church, being identified by um, people in the church and saying, you have the gifts and talents, the skills that, that we need for this ministry over there or this church over there. And we're going to call you out and we're going to help you and equip you and we're going to send you out. And so that's, that's so really what saying, I'm looking at. So what you're saying is we have our eye on you. I have. Yeah, absolutely. We have our eyes on each and every one of you guys because a, a lot of times I think we look at missions, right? And we say, oh, that's a, 
a typical missionary is this. You know, they go and... Bible teacher, baptizer. Baptizer. Church planter. Church planter, playing with babies, swinging a hammer. And uh, which those are things are great. And there's a lot of ministry that needs to happen in those in that regard. But these ministries are now big organizations. They're, they're, we're, we're trying to be th- do something more effective. And so we need people with skills in IT. Are there anybody from Intel in here, maybe? Possibly? Ah, there's a couple, right? So uh, we need IT professionals. We need people that, that know how to um, run a project from idea to um, delivery to a customer. Those are the type of things they're looking at. And that's something that we have experience with at, at Lakeside. We've done this before. You know, we've, we've gone in when, and partnered with uh, Roger Schmidt in Mozambique to teach him and equip him to run an egg farm and use an egg farm as not only as a revenue generator for his ministry, but use it as a vehicle for discipleship. This is not something new to us. We can do this. And so we're going to use those same gifts and talents that you have in order to make an incredible impact with AIM in, in Cambodia. Yeah. Let's back up the truck a little bit, Steve, and talk about Lakeside on Mission in general. So we, we have people that are guests today or first time or sort of new with us at Lakeside. Um, just let's back up and talk about what Lakeside on Mission is as a whole, not just in regard to Cambodia. Well, like Josh was saying, that we believe the church is the hope of the world. We believe that, that Jesus wants us to go out and be salt and light to a dark world. And I'm looking around this church, this building, and there is a bunch of light here. So what Lakeside on Mission is about is mobilizing you to go out and be the church in, the, in your world, in your community. It's mobilizing you to be that light in the darkness. And, and so once a year we sit around and we talk about, not sit around, we jump around and we talk about. <laughs> Would you like go- to see that? <laughs> Later. Never mind. We talk about what God is doing through you. And we talk about what God is doing because of you all over the globe, here in our local community and abroad. So that is what Lakeside on Mission Emphasis is about. It is about connecting us to the outside world, showing you how you can be a part of it, equipping and sending and getting you out there so that you can be that plan A that Jesus has for, you, for us. And we, when we send people out from Lakeside, we send them to other partners in other parts of the world. How many partners do we have? Uh, we have partners all over, um, dozens of partners that are doing different things in different places. And we've got partners that are abroad. We have got partners that are here locally. We have partners in Japan and Taiwan and Russia and Germany and uh, Mozambique and Malawi. Actually, there's one from Malawi right here. Mary Beth, hey. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weak, you know, applause. Let's Mary Beth, she's over in Malawi. And we have missionaries doing amazing things. Um, and, and we also have people that are from our, our church. They're from our group of people, our, our collective, that are going out and doing amazing things as well. And Mary Beth is one of those. That She was, she was you not too long ago listening to sermons like this until she got to a place where God said, it's time. But a lot of us, we, we, I hear that and I go, and some people know Mary Beth here and they're like, no, 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 she's super Christian woman, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm not super Christian person, right? Or, right. or we're not, how do we, how do we get involved in this? You know, when maybe we don't feel like we're at the level of spiritual maturity or giftedness or something to be able to do it. Right. So instead of an expert in the Bible, we are fishermen. 
right? Like a couple of the people were in scripture, right? That what God, that Jesus sent out. And so we're not looking for people and Jesus isn't looking for people that are super Christian, right? Jesus is looking for people that'll go out and live by faith that are going to go and step out and say, I can do this. And the great thing that I see in scripture is especially around the disciples is though you have these, these people that are contacted by their Messiah, their savior, and immediately they go out and get other people. There's no way that they knew all the answers. They're still learning this whole process, but immediately they're drawn to go and bring people in. And so they, they weren't super Christians at the time. They weren't even called Christians, right? And so they were just people that were willing to go out in faith, step out into the community to be light to the world. And that's what we're looking for. The, the, you guys sent me out and I'm, I was a mission. I was one of you guys, just like you sitting in there and the church said, Hey, it's time for you to go out and be a missionary. And I can guarantee you, uh, this may be a shock. I don't know. I was not a super Christian. You said you were on your application. Yeah. <laughs> I fibbed. <laughs> All but right. God can use you. <laughs> Do we tell us a little bit about our goals for the year for our Lakeside on Mission? So Lakeside on Mission is this this year is 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 kind of simplified, and what we're looking for are a couple things, and just just two. I just two have goals. two, just dose, and uh, I can speak Spanish. <laughs> nice. It, I can finish in Spanish. Will that help? See. Si. Okay. Actually, we have, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be embarrassed. There's actually people that speak here. So, but my two goals for this year are that you, that we would understand and know everyone that we partner with, that you guys would see who we're partnered with, that you would know how to contact them and connect with them. You would know how to pray for them individually, that you would know how to support them and be an advocate for them, that you would care for them and nurture them and help them feel a part of our community because they are going out in the name of Lakeside. And so they are our people and we need to care for them. So number one is that you know who these people are and how you can help them. Number two is that you know how you can get involved and get in, uh, in touch with the mission. Because the truth is that God has been working in your lives for however long you've been alive and he's been shaping you and he's been helping you get to a place for right now. And that place is to get plugged into the mission. So you have gifts and abilities and likes and desires that God has given you so that you can get plugged into the mission. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> the, those, those things that you think are there for your job, that you think are there for your comfort, that you think are there to buy you things or not, that is God that has blessed you so that you can use those gifts and talents and skills to his glory and in his ministry. Right. And so that's my goal for you is that you can see how you can get plugged in to that, to the mission, God's mission, which is why you exist here. Ready to sign up? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So we've talked about some overseas things, Cambodia and some other places. Uh, what, what about locally? We've got some really great, exciting things that are happening locally that we want to talk about as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think there's this big misconception with going out on mission. And, and, and I know that because you're talking to me and you're saying, I want to go out on mission. What country can I go to? And right here, right? And so there are places that, 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 are, that are dark here, right in Folsom and in the Sacramento area. And there are people that need Jesus love right here as well. And, and we partner with many different organizations. We partner with the Twin Lakes Food Bank. We partner with um, uh, the, 
Ooh, hold on. I'm, I'm going. My, my mouth is going faster than my brain. Yeah. All right. But we partner with Alternatives Pregnancy Center. We partner with Powerhouse Ministries. And then one of the, one of the great ministries that's coming, it's just blossoming, it's just coming in to be, is Folsom's Hope. Right. And Folsom's Hope is a ministry that's really connecting the churches to the schools and, and helping people that, that a lot of us pretend don't exist here in Folsom. And then we're, we're sending you, we're sending the body of Christ into those schools, into these people's lives, into homes to say, we are going to love you, even though the world here might consider you unlovable. And we have someone who's here to help us talk about that, right? Yeah, we do. Is she but right behind me? She is. And you're sitting in her chair. Oh, okay. All Actually, right, you're sitting in my chair. Fine. Thank you. Thanks, Salwa. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> this is Salwa Kasabian. Can I have a hug? Yes. That's fine. <laughs> Salwa is uh, a member of here at Lakeside Church, and she's been here, and she was much like you. She was sitting in the chair, and uh, somehow, some way, God has called her to start a ministry here called Folsom's Hope. And so, Salwa, um, I know you've told some of us before, but I'd love for you just to tell, there's, there's new people in here, um, just tell them, what is Folsom's Hope? Sure. Folsom's Hope um, really is kind of, it's a ministry within the public schools here in Folsom, mostly concentrated in the area surrounding Theodorjita Elementary School. For those of you who don't know, Folsom has poor people. <laughs> they have people living in poverty, kids that are hungry, and really concentrated kind of a mile radius around Theodorjita. And so at its heart, Folsom's Hope has kind of turned into a ministry to help provide gap programs for children who don't have the benefits that the children in our homes have. Homework, help, food, reading, help, after school, a safe place to be, those sorts of things. So Folsom's Hope, we are continually looking for ways that we can partner with the public schools to fill those gaps for the kids. That, and that's amazing. And it's awesome. And so obviously you must have a master's um, and a doctorate and all this stuff, missiology, where you're going out and, and you have a program and a plan for exactly how to reach this community. And you've got some, uh, right? Of course. No, I have my God who directs me every day, really. Um, and I really just follow what the Holy Spirit tells me in terms of he gives me the eyes to see he provides the resources and the people and it's a lot of stepping out in faith <laughs> so yeah, we can clap for that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so again I, and I, I know a little about your story I know that you were here and I know that at times you were thinking man that's for somebody else that's not mm -hmm. for me so what's the process that, that you went through for God to really grab you and say, no, that is not for someone else, that I am going to fill that gap? What was that process? Sure, yeah. Some of you heard me speak in November when Brad was interviewing me and talk about how, you know, I have three kids of my own, had heard horrible things about Theodore Judah Elementary and did not in any way want my children going to that school. So I took control of the situation and applied for a different school here in town. And my oldest did go there for kindergarten and first grade. And that first grade year for her, um, I, my son was coming up in kindergarten behind her. So I applied for school choice for him as well. And guess what? <laughs> it got rejected. <laughs> and God said, I want you at Theodore Judah. And so kind of kicking and screaming, but 
he had done some work in my heart in terms of looking to him for guidance. And so I decided to ask him what he wanted instead of taking control myself. And I really felt that that's where my family needed to be. So we, about six school years ago, went to Theater Gita, and God took about six months to really open my eyes to the need. And, you know, I really, up until that point, was sitting in church thinking, I, this is it. I'm going to church. I'm leading a good life. I'm raising my children. And we don't have financial resources to give. I don't, I can't go overseas. I've never been on a missions trip, frankly. (laughs) And so uh, here I was, the stay-at-home mom of three kids, sitting in my two children's classrooms every week, volunteering, and God showed me the need. And it did something to me where I just couldn't ignore it. And I thought, you know what, I have time this is what I can do. I can find ways to help these children. So that's what happened. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of times that, that we, we move sometimes from our home to our school, from our school to our church and uh, to a sporting activity and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, do you feel like that being out in the world is something necessary for us in order for God to really show us where that need is. Yeah. I mean, if you think about really the number, the percentage of people in this city even who go to church versus those that don't, the majority of the people are outside these walls. For those of you who really don't, I mean, really, that's if you think about it. Most people do not go to church. And so, and most people... um, haven't really heard about Jesus or felt the love of Jesus. It's really amazing. And so in order to reach those people, rather than saying, hey, come into our four walls and come here, we have to go where they are. We have to look for the needs and love. I mean, that's the greatest commandment, right? Love God first and then our neighbor. And it's amazing to see hearts soften and doors open as we are loving on the brokenhearted and the people who are in bondage here right in our city. So, yeah, I absolutely feel it has to be done in our community. Yep. And then finally, I'd, I'd just love for you to talk uh, to us as, as a people and, and how, how can we engage in the ministry that's going on at Folsom's Hope? Sure. Well, um, if you have time um, and if you don't, You don't have enough margin in your life, folks. You're too busy. (laughs) That's something God taught me as well. There really needs to be a margin in your life where you can be devoting to serve in some way. It's it's not an option. He didn't give us the gift of salvation so we could sit in church and soak it up and what's in it for me. Uh Uh-uh. He wants us to bring his kingdom here. And so you all play a part in that somehow. And so Folsom's Hope really... Um, through mentoring a child or coming to help out at the after-school program with homework or partnering with a middle schooler or high schooler um, or cooking meals for a drug and alcohol prevention program we've got coming up. There's a, a number of ways that you can partner with us. And some are 40 minutes a week. Some are an hour every other week. It's really um, If you can't find time in your schedule for an hour or 40 minutes a week, you should take a serious look at your schedule and ask God, what are you doing that you shouldn't be? (laughs) 
frankly. So if you, uh, I have a booth out here in the lobby, and I would love to chat with anybody who wants to know more about some volunteering opportunities, because let me tell you, it's going to take an army to reach this community. There's a lot of need out there, a lot of need. Hey, thank you very much, Sala. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. And so for this next week, we're really wanting you to ask that question is, where do I fit in? And um, part of that, sometimes we got to take small steps, little baby steps, and we're going to have you do one today. As you came in, you probably saw there's a table in the lobby, and it's got some uh, uh, of these puzzle pieces out there and some pens. What we're asking you to do is to start to think and start to commit to finding your spot, your piece in God's mission. So go grab one of those puzzle pieces, sign your name, decorate it however you want, and put it back in the box. And we're going to put that out there as a reminder for you that you do play a part, a valuable part, an integral part in God's mission. So do not leave this building without doing that. And if God is talking to you and saying, you know what, I can run, I can run for Team World Vision to raise some money to help people in the Abaya region, and, and, and God's talking to you about that, go. They're in the living room. Don't stop. Don't walk out these doors. Don't say, I'm going to do it when I come back. Don't say, I'll do it online. Go do it right now. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. And if God's saying to you that you want to be part of, that he wants you to be part of what's going on at Folsom's Hope, that's bringing restoration to some of these broken kids in the school system, that, that, is, that God wants you part of something amazing that's happening here in Folsom, go. Go to the living room. Go talk to Salwa. Don't walk out of these doors without doing that. Don't let an opportunity pass you by. You guys have the ability to do this. You guys have the support behind you in our church to do this and make an impact. So go find out where you fit in in the mission. And we're going to go ahead and continue in worship right now as we collect our offerings. So let's give our offerings to the Lord. <laughs> 